Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener supported. Click the donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Create your own band opening. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information. And LDG. An LDG automatic tuner between your transmitter and antenna will match impedances and ensure maximum power output while protecting your finals from damage due to reflected RF. To learn more, visit ldgelectronics.com. Hey! And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Uh, yes, sir. Hello, everyone. It's Christian Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Welcome to the intersection of life and amateur radio this past weekend. What a great example. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Nah, man, not so much. Well, you know what? Like 50 million people watch this thing. We say we don't care. I don't care about that. Some of my bitch. 50 million people. There they are. They're watching it. To me, I couldn't care less. I had no. It was nice, actually, because I didn't get all worked up. Now, if my Baltimore Ravens would have been in there, I'd have had some anxiety. I'd have been like, come on, score! Field goals! (sighs) You know, that whole thing. But, uh, you know, I was kind of on the thing of, like, who cares? I mean, they've got Big Boy, who I liked with Outkast, but uh, when they announced Big Boy, it's been so much time since Big Boy was actually in the spotlight, in my mind, I'm thinking Big Boy's a restaurant. Like, is that little thing going to come out there and hold up a hamburger and do something? Adam Levine. Sorry, not a fan. Just doesn't do it for me. Like, the pop stars. I don't know. I mean, when you have to take your clothes off to get a pop, I don't know, man. Frankly, halftime came and I, I went to the radio. I turned the radio on just to see what was happening. There were some people there. Most people were probably watching Adam Levine. Is that his name? Is it Levine? The Five Maroons. See, you don't even know who I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to stop talking about it. I do enjoy, as a production guy, I enjoy the production value. It is usually top shelf, and I've got to take my hat off to the technicians and the producers and everybody down the line who can get that stage in, get it out, get all the pieces together that are moving because there are many cameras. It's a big, big time deal. So I like to watch that, you know, and I uh, tip my hat always to the way they pull that off. And such a, it's a long and boring halftime sometimes. But the production crew needs that to them. That's not a lot of time to flip something around that big. I mean, it's amazing. Big respect to them. The performances, eh, you know, it's questionable. Do you like that sort of thing? I don't know. 
I, uh, in terms of the commercials now, I like the EMS commercials, you know, where they were putting over first responders. I like that a lot. And I think that's important. We need to make that something, you know, these high-paid athletes. You know, no matter what kind of money you make, I'm all for it. And the NFL seems to have some of the worst contracts in professional sports. Non-guarantees, that sort of thing. These guys get out of football with a four-year career. They're not even 30 years old. How do they make money? They've spent all the money. That's a whole different rant. But anyway, the contracts in the NFL, we think, compared to normal folks, are amazing. Yeah, when you're getting hit by these guys, like bullets and trucks, you know, it's a short, it's a short career. Anyway, so we glorify these guys. You know, we put them over the top. Oh, man, yeah, just so cool. Rah, rah. The rock stars, oh, so cool. EMS folks save people's lives. I was uh, pleased and happy to see that first responders actually got a little love. It's important stuff. Show a new generation that, uh, you know what, if nothing else, even if you don't go into this career, be grateful. It may save your life. So uh, there you go. That's my recap of the Super Bowl of who cares. Don't even know what the number is. Is it 50-51? Doesn't matter. If the Ravens get there next year, I'll be watching again. It's more of a family thing. It's a get-together. It's a seven-layer dip, 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 and the chip, chip. I've written a song about this. It's a gathering. It's a, it's a Sunday, which are, for me, sacred times. Chip, 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 dip, 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 chip, chip, dip, dip, dip. You know, it's a whole deal. Get together, me and my girls sit around, puppy bowling it up. The kittens have made an entrance into the family. You know, we kind of look at the kittens like, eh, what's a lazy laying around on their backs, flap. But the puppies, man, always big in the house. And then uh, flipped it on. I felt like the game came on actually earlier this year. We watched the Puppy Bowl, turned the Puppy Bowl off at like, I don't know, 6 o'clock Central Time. The game was on. I missed almost a quarter of it. Again, who cared? Tell you what, though, we had some great weather. I'm going to take a, uh, a quick break here and come back and tell you what I did during Super Bowl Sunday. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. This new radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. The IC9700 all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features such as dedicated amateur satellite operation, a color touchscreen, D-Star capability, RF direct sampling on 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, Dual independent receivers capable of full duplex operation as well as dual watch and 100 watts max output power on 2 meters, 75 watts on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts max on 1.2 gigahertz. Visit icomamerica.com backslash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need, from QRP to QRO, fixed station, portable and remote, matching your audio to your antenna using our lightning-fast proprietary tuning algorithms. 
LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. Our focus is on anticipating and meeting our customers' needs and providing them with world-class support as they install and use our products. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it, with no paperwork required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. It's Christian. Kilo Zero, sweeter than honey. Girl. I had the dream over the weekend. Going into Sunday morning, probably early Sunday morning, still dark, I had the dream. Broadcasters know what I'm talking about. It's when you're working at a radio station and something goes wrong. You don't have your music. Time is running out. You don't know what element to go to next. You're having an issue. Luckily, in my career, 27 years or whatever we're at now, I haven't had like a complete meltdown failure. It's almost like your headphones fall off. I had a friend who had a headphones fall off onto the turntable. That wasn't on the radio. That was in a nightclub. That was awful. I've had another friend, uh, colleague, locked himself out of the studio. Yep, music ends, click, dead air. I mean, it's a nightmare. That's a nightmare, and, and broadcasters dream of this. Here's one for you. I'm working at a radio station in Canada. I don't know. I'm sure it's a lovely place and, and, and a wonderful station. Anyway, Alanis Morissette, here you go with the, the Canadian station. Alanis Morissette, young Alanis Morissette, you know, like the you ought to know, the hair and the, you know. She did uh, ring my bell there for a minute in the early 90s. She's having tea and lunch outside of the studio, young and pretty Alanis. I've got a break coming up, and I felt like I was sort of prepared. I had the commercials ready to go. And there was somebody there that was sort of training me, but they were on the phone. Of course, they're like on the phone. Like, who's on the phone when I'm about to do a break? Totally a wanker, clearly, uh, you know, looking for a new gig, probably. Anyway, it's time for me to give, some, and I go into the weather, and I'm talking about Canadian weather. I talk about Alanis. No idea where the commercial was playing, where it was coming from. And, and I'm like, uh, I just woke up. Like, what? Uh, yeah, he, he, you know, it's like you kind of talk, like you're trying to catch, like you're in there and you're coming out of the dream. Nightmare scenario. I've had them in the past before where I didn't have enough music, you know, I've, and songs are distinctive. It's like Tom Petty is playing and time is running out. I need a new song. Where's my songs? This is why if you're in broadcasting today, the old schoolers and myself, because, you know, I kind of came along toward the death rattle, as Lester Bangs would call it, and almost famous, where you'd pull an hour of music for yourself, you'd pull an hour as, you know, at the end of your shift for the next broadcaster. So that woke me up quite early, and I thought, you know what, we've got a beautiful day ahead. It was going to be 57 degrees, it was actually 57 on Saturday, and they said we're going to get in the 60s on Sunday, and I thought, well, you know what, man, I'm going to have breakfast with my girls, and we'll go out. You know, we were planning on doing the whole Super Bowl thing that we talked about. And they're playing, you know, this is a time at 4 and 8 where they're 
constantly playing and the four-year-old is like we got to play 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 and they're playing with each other i'm like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go set up and portable i'm gonna take the portable station and set up and it was just nice a cool breeze i set up you know it was in the 50s and i was told it got up to around 67 on sunday during the day it's probably true it's probably true i mean i had a, I had a bit of a jacket on i don't have hair uh, so I took a couple of pictures and people were like, 60 degrees, I'd be in T-shirts and shorts. What the hell are you doing in that jacket? Well, I didn't have pants on. I didn't take a picture of uh, my bottom half, Speedo, in a jacket. Well, what's the problem? Everybody's got a critique, don't they? What are you wearing? What, the, what, the, what are you wearing? What are you saying? There's a big enough smile. Eh. Busy. I'm smiling on the inside of my heart. I've saved all my smiles for my girls. What, what do you need a smile for? Anywho, I get out there and I'm like, all right, let's back the truck up. We'll do it. Get on the driveway. We'll go somewhere. It's muddy. It's kind of muddy. You know, we had a 12 inches of snow not so long ago and it all melted down. We got another couple of inches. So it's freezing, melting, freezing, melting. I put up what is a, basically a homebrew version of the Radio Waves Pathfinder. I didn't know about this antenna. You know, it's probably a remake of something else somewhere else. But I didn't know about this antenna until Radio Waves Pathfinder. And I don't own a Pathfinder, but I took the model and did a homebrew. So it's kind of an off-center fed. It has three legs. I've talked about it. Uh, One drops down, comes down to the radio, and uh, the other two are cut for 40 and 20, like an off-center fed would be. And at 40 feet, man, this thing sings. I get both bands, no problem. I mean, no tuner. You know, that's what I mean, no problem, no tuner. I got myself a new mast here in the fall, and I hadn't been able to use it, so I was excited to do that. It's from Max Gain Systems, 24-footer. And I have it on my trailer hitch of my truck. So we get up about 25 feet. I believe it's a 24-footer. If it's not a 24-footer, it's a 25-footer. But I'm adding an extra foot because of the trailer hitch of my truck is up about a foot. Guessing, you know. So this antenna uh, had some issues. It, it just wasn't, you know, it needed a tuner, frankly. I put it up there at 24, 25 feet, a lot different than 40 And she needed some help. So I staked down the ends. One went down toward a couple inches of mud on the top and then hard as a brick. Anyway, I got it in there and uh, put both ends up. We're facing north to south. And it was just so nice. I sat there in the back of my truck, you know, on one of my travel cases, coffee and a nice breeze in the sun. And I listened and I just turned the dial. Heard a station, a special event station. It was for one of the uh, the uh, shuttles. I don't know if it was Challenger. And I think they were on 40 meters. That was in Texas. Easy enough to get hit that one. There was a um, station. They were doing the uh, Vermont CUSO party. Vermont was my last state for Worked All States. And it wasn't easy for me. I didn't find uh, Vermont until it was my last one. And actually... Somebody knew a guy in Vermont, made a call, and we hooked up a sked, and the next thing you know, a schedule, and then I had Vermont. Well, anytime I see the Vermont CUSO party, I think of that, and I post it on our 100 Watts in a Wire Facebook page. 
lot of people there. It's an interesting and informative way, but I'll put it there and say, look, I've got Vermont here on whatever. Go work them if you need them. It's kind of like Delaware, or it was for Delaware for me. You know, harder to get. Not as many hams on the air all the time as you can get. Texas, you can get all day, all night. Mm. Vermont, for me, no. And then uh, I hear, for a little while, I'm listening to, uh, it's Carousel Island. Carousel. And, you know, this is 2,200 miles away from me. And I'm running, you know, 100 watts. I've got my LDG tuner out there because I needed it. My SWR was just way too high at this height for this antenna. And it tuned it up. Just push the button, click, 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 done. All right, I thought, you know, and I'm getting over this hurdle of a tuner. It's probably a different rant than what I want to tell you, but I'll talk about that next. Anyway, I'm calling, and other people are calling as well, this, you know, island. And he doesn't come back, and I'm like, that's cool, man. I'm going to sit here, and I'm kind of cleaning up some of the stuff around me because, you know, it looks like... uh, what is that thing that jumps out of the Tasmanian devil comes out? It's like bust out of the box. And I'm like, all right, let me clean up some of my stuff. I'll sit here. I'll have my coffee. And I'll listen to this station for a while. And I said, well, let me just try to call. And I called for a bit. Nothing. Bigger stations, you know, got picked up. And this guy was loud, man. Loud. He was probably doing all the work. Yep. You see where I'm leading up to. So I make my call, and he comes back to me, the zero station, and I call again. He gets most of it and didn't get the end of it. And, you know, I do Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. He says, okay, Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And just at that moment, my antenna comes out of the mud. The long end of the antenna carrying most of the weight comes out of the mud and starts to come back to me. It's rolling back to me and down flat. And I was like, oh, no, no. And part of me's laughing. I'm like, oh, man, of course. Of course this is happening. So I come back to him and I give him his signal report. It was a true 5-9. And he comes right back to me. He gave me a 5-9. Of course, I was nowhere near a 5-9. I mean, I gave him my call sign three times and thought I was speaking clearly, but, you know. Anyway, gives me a 5-9 and uh, passes some other information. You know, nice, pleasant, quick QSO. Meanwhile, one end of this antenna had rolled itself all the way back toward the mast and was laying basically flat next to me on the ground. Finished the QSO, and maybe my signal report was a 5-9 because this antenna did better on the ground. I don't know, but it is just amazing to me that how this works, man. If you ever find yourself in a situation where you feel it's it's such a compromise, just try it. Just try it. I'm going to tell you I went 2,200 miles on an antenna that actually came out of the ground because of the soft mud on the top layer and and brought this end and just rolled itself down on the ground flat. And I'm talking to Carousel Island, not Carousel, Carousel. I'm trying, I'm I'm trying, guys. I don't think I've been there. And it made the trip on the ground. One end was up, one end was down. And the technology, I've heard stories where people say, look, man, I've just put a thing on the ground. I've rolled it out there however many feet, and I've made a contact with just a wire laying on the earth. 
I also debated in my mind, we have these challenges, we've, we've got these blocks, and some of them are put there by people who shouldn't have put them there. We should inspire young and new hams now to say, look, just try it. Get up there and just try it. See what you can do. I was told by an experienced Elmer who had, you know, 50 years in the game. Well, he also had the money. He also had the land. He had the opportunity to get whatever he needed or wanted. I didn't. I had no money. A young family and hardly working. This hobby was about to become a no thanks, I can't do this right now. I'm interested and I love radio. I always have loved radio, at least since the age of seven. I can't do it right now. Almost put it aside. And then you start hearing stories of, yeah, the hex beam, man. Just sit it there on that little three-foot thing keep it off the ground. Watch, we'll tie it to the tree and point it out that way and we'll see if we can reach anybody. Next thing you know, you're working DX on a hex beam, which is a wire antenna, which is not up on a mast, not up on a tower. It's on a tripod on the ground waiting to go up. This was my antenna. It's like, no way. I got to get this thing up 100 feet. It's not going to work. It ended up getting up to 30 feet. Now it's back down to about 20-ish for repairs. But as I was going to put this antenna up into the sky... It needed to wait. You had to build the antenna down low, and it was on a three-foot tripod that you would find up on your roof uh, supporting your television antenna, those kind of things. You bang them into the roof, that, that sort of deal. Three-foot, turn it, point it that way, tie it to a tree so it doesn't tip over, and then you're making contacts. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is some of the coolest thing, and it just reminds me, just try it. And the tuner side of this thing, the tuner. Like, I'm, I'm freaked out. I was freaked out that a tuner, a tuner is a problem. A, t- a tuner is a compromise. So what? Right now, I just want to get out. I'm starting to turn the corner. If you listen back to the early, early episodes, we're up to episode 187 now. We've been doing this for a few years. In the early days, I didn't want anything to do with the tuner. Now my beautiful great antenna that sings like Rosemary Clooney at 40 feet, you know, has has trouble at 25. Tuner comes along and says, let me help you out here. We're going to get out. Help me get out to Texas, Michigan, to Vermont and Curacao Island, 2,268 miles from my home as it's falling to the ground. Just try it, guys. Just try it. Riga's back again. Our special ops of this week is going to talk about contesting next. QRO to the people. This is 100 watts and a wire. The new MFJ2100 is here. It's the Octopus Antenna Hub. It can turn your ham sticks into four fully balanced dipoles in minutes. You can mix and match any four HF, VHF, and UHF bands. Simply screw in, say, 80, 40, 20-meter ham sticks and a dual 2-meter 440 whip on opposite sides. Now you have an automatic band-switching 5-band dipole. It works at any height, low for local NVIS and high for DX, and say at a fixed height, 20 or 30 feet, use 80 meters for NVIS and 20 meters for low-angle DX. It mounts on any mast up to one inch in diameter. You can use a fiberglass pole and a tripod and you're on the air. 
It's perfect for casual, portable operation, or if you have limited space, HOAs, you can take it to field day or camping. It has a single coax feed with a built-in ballon, and what's more, your ham sticks break down to four feet for easy storage. Visit mfjenterprises.com for more information about the Octopus Antenna Base, the MFJ2100. That's mfjenterprises.com. And Max Gain Systems, your source for fiberglass tube and rod, the perfect material for push-up mast, antenna building, and support projects, RF connectors, and adapters. Highest quality at lowest prices. Visit them online at mgs4u.com. That's Mike, Golf, Sugar, the number four, the u.com. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. Our special ops segment will continue this week. Rhea, N2RJ is a contesting veteran, a decorated champion. She's back this week to tell us more about setting goals in contesting. The first thing I thought about as a contester was what I wanted to accomplish in a particular contest. Actually, I didn't, but I figured I would just give out points and have some fun. So essentially, I was just winging it, but I did pretty well. Over time, I set measurable goals for myself and often met or exceeded them. So today we're going to talk about goals. Not the football or hockey kind, but goals you set for yourself in contesting. You see, the reality of contesting is that not everyone is a big gun. Not everyone has stacks of antennas, an amp, or even a full 48 hours. Not every DX contester lives in Maine or on the East Coast. Not every domestic contester lives out in the middle of the U.S. So we make do with what we have and our own unique situations. And that's totally fine. You see, you don't have to compete with the big guns. No, you won't always or even sometimes win pretty plaques or place in the top 10. But you can compete against your regional peers or you can seek to improve your own scores. That's because often the fiercest competitor you will ever face is yourself. So going back to when I started, the first time I scored over 100,000 points in a DX contest, I was thrilled beyond belief. Then I tried for more the next go-around. Year over year, I figured I would push myself harder to increase my scores and actually did pay off. I figured out how to make the most of my time I learned propagation, I improved my station, and I figured out other little things like sleep strategy and which bands to operate on for the most points. So now I've gone from a few hundred thousand to several million in a contest, and I do this quite easily. And I do this with relatively small station compared to many big con contesters. But the real fun happened when I joined a contest club. Well, the club kind of joined me. You see, I posted my scores online on the 3830 list. Then Glenn K3 Papa Papa was like, gee, this N2RJ made 800 QSOs on 20 meters. That's pretty amazing. So I ended up being recruited. And a couple meetings later and a secret handshake, I was in. And this is yet another place where you can compete with a club. Many contests offer the ability to pool scores with the club and vie for a club title. And often this is the most fun. The run-up to a major contest is often filled with calls for members to occupy seats in their own stations 
or in multi-operator stations. You get to operate big stations or you get to play from home and make a meaningful contribution. My contest club even has an awards program for its members. I even won a most improved plaque last year. The club also is a good place to get mentoring. You see, they help you with your station setup because they want the points. You'll find many people with a deep and broad knowledge of the sport of amateur radio, and they're more than willing to help you. There are people who know the latest rigs, the best antennas, and how to get the most out of your contesting setup. So why not join a club? A lot of them, I found, are the best places to have ham radio camaraderie, even if you're not seriously into contesting. And who knows, you might end up liking it. But even if you don't have a club, find some friends. Friendly rivalry is often good. I've done that sometimes. Sometimes I challenge a friend or a friend challenges me and we'll go at it. And sometimes I win, sometimes I get beaten so badly. But hey, it's all part of the game. So really, there is more than one way to play. And most of all, don't forget to have fun. To me, that's the best part of contesting. Without fun, it wouldn't be worth it. And if I didn't have fun, I wouldn't win. For 100 watts and a wire, this is Rhea Jiram, N2. RJ. My thanks to Rhea. Join us again next week for a special op segment. Neil returns to teach us about the next generation of amateur radio operators. In what may be a related story, news out of Newington, Connecticut this week, the AWRL and its board has announced a voice vote that authorized $485,000. $485,000 will fund a project That'll be carried out by a Connecticut media and advertising consultant to develop lifelong learning strategies and programs aimed at attracting and retaining ARRL members, especially newly licensed radio amateurs. $485,000 to consultants. Incidentally, I have now opened my own consultant agency, to help consultants themselves teach people about things they don't know, how they can teach people that they don't know about the other things they don't know about. A warning, consultants came into broadcast radio and really did not do a great job with that. Bravo to you if you can get $485,000 out of it. I'm in the market now too. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other and by all means, if you can... Please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.